0: May we be conscious of your presence that we may be here together. And may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Well, good morning, church. Happy 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 New Year. I guess you can still say that, right? You got like at least a couple weeks. Well, today is indeed the first Sunday of the New Year. And I like that because many people at the beginning of a new year, as you know, um, offers, the new year offers us an opportunity to kind of reset our lives, reposition our lives, if you will, right? To turn the page, to uh, wipe the slate clean and reboot. So you can eat all the ice cream you want in 2023, but now here you are and you've given up chocolate ice cream for the next four or five days. (laughs) See, but no, it's this idea, this opportunity to break bad habits, um, correct um, um, things that we want to, you know, get realigned in our lives and uh, make promises to set goals, to improve ourselves mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. It's a great time of year, and I love that today um, that we get the baptism of Jesus just as we're beginning a new year, when we're thinking of new things and minds are turned toward change and growth and a new beginning, which of course is exactly the beauty of baptism. Baptism is a new beginning. Uh, We get to turn the page on the stories of our lives the stories that other people may have attempted to write for us the stories of a past of the brokenness or the failures or whatever those things in our lives that set us back we get to turn the page from the stories of the past to the good news and the promises of the redemptive love of God and see when we turn the page it's blank it's clean right we're clean we're free and there's nothing like being set free from all that weighs us down. Because when we have a blank page, a clean slate, we, we're full of opportunity. We're full of promise. We're full of hope. The sins and the brokenness and the failures and whatever went sideways in our past are not only forgiven but they no longer weigh us down, right? We no longer have to carry those in the book anymore. And so today's gospel paints this beautiful image um, of folks looking to reset their life, right? Folks from all over Jerusalem and all over Judea by the thousands were traveling into the wilderness, the young and the old, the rich and the poor, the rulers and the peasants, a couple of Episcopalians were in there too, right? They were all going to the river, the Jordan, to be baptized, to turn the page on their lives, to confess their sins and receive forgiveness by being baptized by John the Baptist in the Jordan. In doing so, there was probably an anticipation of the appearance of a Messiah. This message of a Messiah was kind of lingering in the culture there. And so this would be a significant, um, great significance to the people uh, being baptized. Because in order for their ancestors to enter the promised land, they had to enter into and through the Jordan. So when they came up out of it, they would have been um, into, in the promised land, right? So you could say that coming up out of the waters for them is where they actually found liberation. And it's true for us in baptism as well. It's our Jordan, if you will. It's where we discover true liberation. It says, In those days Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. So I absolutely love this scene. And here's why. Because I think it says a lot about God. I think Jesus' baptism says a lot about the nature of God. We know Christmas. God with us. Emmanuel, God incarnates. God comes, puts on skin. Why? Because God wants to be with us, right? God's not distant. He's not mad. He's not behind the moon somewhere with a ledger, you know, keeping track. That's not what's happening. God wants to be with us. And so this story of Jesus's baptism really has a lot of significance for us because what it tells us is that Jesus, God, the incarnation, actually comes and he gets in line and identifies himself with everyone else who was looking to turn the page. He didn't stand on the sidelines. He didn't look at a distance and tell him, you know, you need to get cleaned up. No, no. He got in line with everyone else people just like you people just like me all those who were seeking um, a clean page to write a new story in their lives Jesus enters the dirty water of the Jordan with all who had surrendered to the cleansing power of God's boundless grace and love and forgiveness of sin and he too was baptized this is beautiful because he so identifies with us. If you've ever thought for a moment that you were too unclean or you were whatever your secrets are, that you were too far away from God, that you could not ever clean it up enough to get near God or any of that other nonsense, just know this and hear this message. It's God who comes and gets cleaned up with us. It is God who enters with us. It is God who comes to be with us. He stands with us in our brokenness, in our sinfulness. He shares our grief. He shares our tears. He shares our pain. He shares our brokenness. He shares our sin. He jumped right into the mess of our lives so that he could call us back. No one, no person is too far away from the grace, mercy, and love of God. And just as he was coming out of the water, he saw heaven torn apart and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven says, this is my son. You are my son. You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. Now, just a side note. This may be the first occurrence, Jesus, um, the baptism of Jesus is the first occurrence where we see each member of the Trinity explicitly represented in the Bible. We see the Son, Jesus, right, submitting to the Father in baptism by faith. We witness the Spirit descending upon Jesus and God expressing words of affection and approval over the Son. This is the Trinity right there. And I think there's three important things there's many things that happen at that moment, but there's three things that we can take away from this. three things that God does, if you will. First, God offers Jesus acceptance. He accepts Jesus as He is. You are my son. But then God is also affectionate with him, right? Whom I love. And then God affirms him with you. I am well pleased. See, Jesus didn't have to earn God's love. It was freely given, right? This is a decisive moment in Jesus' life. His true identity is declared to him. He is the beloved of God. And as the beloved of God, knowing who he is, his deepest identity, he was sent into the world so that through him All people will discover and claim their belovedness as God's children as well. See, in the same way, our baptism is stepping in to God's love. It's being washed in God's love. It's being buried in God's love. It's being dying into God's love it is rising in the god's love see and being named as a child of god and this is what we're going to witness in just in a few minutes here right we're going to witness god someone being immersed in god's love through her baptism lily grace was given will be given to god her birth she was given to her parents But in her baptism, she'll be given to God. And just like Jesus, God will say three things over her. I accept you. You are my daughter. And God will display God's affection for her, whom I love. And he will affirm her as well, with whom I am well pleased. See, in baptism, our old lives are buried, and we have been raised to a new life in Christ. And here's the truth. We need to remind ourselves this every single day. Because there are many, many voices out in the world trying to tell you who you are. Some good, some not so good. But there are so many voices trying to tell you who you are. You are what you have. You are what you do. You are what other people say about you. You are whatever, right? So many voices. And we have to remind ourselves. We have to choose daily to remind ourselves of the staggering reality that we are deeply, deeply loved. And not only loved, but our truest depths, we belong to Christ. That is who we really are. We're not Episcopalians. We're not getting baptized into the Episcopal Church. Right? I love being an Episcopalian, by the way. Somebody asked me one time, Father Rick, don't you like being an Episcopalian? I'm like, I love being an Episcopalian. But I like to follow Jesus, too, right? I mean, there's, there's something here to this. This is about our life and our identity, right? Come on, y'all. Lighten up. <laughs> Thank you. All right. all right. So, so, but we belong to Christ. And man, do you walk around with that in your mind and your heart? You know, Martin Luther in the 15th century, 16th century always would say, you know, he would rhyme, I am baptized, I am baptized. It was his way of reminding himself of his deepest, truest identity. Because in our baptism, just like Jesus, when the Holy Spirit descends on Jesus like a dove, right? We too are sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism. We're going to say those words today. Sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked as Christ-owned forever. This is who I am. This is who you are. I belong to Christ I might belong to the Episcopal Church, I may be married, I may be this, or I may be that, but I belong to Christ, and there is absolutely nothing, nothing that can undo that. Nothing can undo this. This baptism that we're going to all witness today, nothing can ever undo it. Nothing. We belong to Christ. You belong to Christ. You are Christ's sacred possession. You could say that Jesus is our promised land. Because when we cross through those waters and come out, we are in the promised land. He is our promised land. And see, when we know who we are and whose we are, we can step into the world and live in greater response to our Christ-given identity, which, in fact, is our truest, deepest selves. Baptism, folks. It's not simply an initiation into God's people or the church. But it's a basic commissioning into Christ's ministry. Y'all, don't, don't, don't lose me on this one. This is really important. Because just as in baptism, Jesus stepped into our lives. In our baptism, we step into his life. Our life is bound with Christ forever. See... He didn't want to come and sprinkle with some water and send us on our way as a get-out-of-jail-free card for the next life. That's not what this is. It's about a union with God. Galatians 3, Paul says, you were baptized, listen, you were baptized into union with Christ. Christianity, at its core, is not about religion. It's not about institutional church or nationalism or any other nonsense christianity at its core is about a relationship and this relationship is being in union with christ where we were separated from god we have been rejoined in union with christ and paul says you're now clothed so to speak with the life of christ himself this is who you are Baptism, though, is your ordination. Everyone in this room who is baptized is ordained. So, those of you who just want to gripe about Father Rick or whatever, I mean, that's a joke. But I just remind you, you're ordained, right? See, we're baptized, ordained into a life of service, hope, and love, a life of recovery, a life of transformation. Everyone here is ordained. You have been baptized. You are ordained to be a minister of reconciliation in this world. That is the truth. You know, a colleague of mine once said, you know, I hear about people being called into ministry, right? Somebody's being ordained. He goes, the next time I hear that, somebody's being called or somebody's being ordained. He goes, I hope we're talking about baptism, Because that's what baptism is. It's our ordination right as well. See, I think that we, like Jesus, are to never lose the realization that we bear God's signature. The logo that we wear is the cross. When we make the sign of the cross, you are sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism. That's my identity. It's not Gucci or or a priest, or Episcopal priest, or Mary. No, my deepest identity is one who is in Christ. And that's true for you as well. We are literally partakers of His divine nature. And all we do is offer, surrender, yield to God all that we are and all that we have. And we just use our God-given gifts for the betterment of the world, to walk along the side of the hurting and, and the broken, the people that feel lost and confused. We're just here to invite these other people, to show these other people their beauty, their worth in the eyes of God, to invite them through our acts of words, through our acts of um, grace and love and justice, to become a part of God's new community. This is baptism, and this is what we celebrate today, our deepest and greatest identity in Christ. So here we are, it's 2024, it's a time for us to turn the page, if you will, to reset, to reboot, to remember who we are, and just in a few moments, we'll have the opportunity to renew our lives once again in the renewal of our baptismal vows. Happy New Year church. Happy New Year. Thanks for listening. If you liked today's message, please subscribe to our podcast and be sure to tell your friends. You may also check us out on YouTube at youtubecom backslash Saint Michaels Orlando. Until next time, remember God loves you with a love you did not earn, and therefore you can never lose.